everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. My name is Peggy Ployer, and I am the founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool, as well as the host of this weekly broadcast, Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We at SPED Homeschool empower families to home educate children with learning challenges, and I encourage you to check out our website at spedhomeschool.com to learn more about the resources and support that we offer families. This month, we're starting a new month. We're going to be focusing on mental health. And that's going to be probably some pretty deep topics, I know, but this is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we really thought that since we have five broadcasts and five blogs that we can fit into May, that um, this is something that needs a lot of attention, especially in this day and age um, where depression rates and so many other things are increasingly getting worse. And how do we as parents deal with that? Even homeschool parents, oh yes. Um, So... I'm excited to kick this month off with um, my guest, Dave Carl. Welcome, Dave, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so today's broadcast is going to be focused on boosting self-confidence in students who have been bullied, and um, Dave has a lot to share with us. Um, I'm going to do a little housekeeping before we get started. I see we already have a couple viewers popping on. Um, Just know that if you are watching on our YouTube channel or on our Facebook page, you can make comments right there. And we will be able to see them, incorporate them into our discussion. And we actually got an, a, a question from a, a, a community member who wasn't able to join us live. And she said, I really want this question addressed. So um, she emailed it to us. So just know that if you look in our broadcast ahead and this is not a good time for you, if you listen to our podcast instead and say, oh, I have a question for that guest email it to our office at um, office at spedhomeschool.com and we will make sure that we get that question into the broadcast so that you can um, get the answer that you are looking for. And um, also, if you are watching on our Facebook in the group, just know that you have to give Facebook permission in order to publish your comment or question um, out of that group, or you can just pop onto the page to do that. And if you're watching on empoweredhomeschool.org, which is our um, our webinar platform, just know you have to click into the YouTube video in order to make the comment. If you make a comment on that that platform, we won't see it till after the broadcast. So we want to make sure that we get your questions. And so, um, so put those in, in those places, and then we will be able to see them. And you can also just share um, where you're watching from. I know I'm in, in Texas and Dave, you're in Washington. Washington state. <laughs> yes. So, um, so anyways, we are talking across the miles and i thankful for technology and thank that you are joining us. So um, I think that's about all I had to share um, for for housekeeping. But um, Dave, I would love for our viewers to get to know you. I've just enjoyed these last 20 minutes of chatting with you before we started, and I'm looking forward to this hour. Um, But could you please just share with us um, some of your background and your life journey and why you're so passionate about helping students who have been bullied? Okay. Uh, Well, I'm uh, just to let you know, I'm a, a social worker, mm. and as a social worker, my primary focus is uh, working with uh, individuals on overcoming obstacles and self-confidence and things like that so that in the future, they can uh, just 
have, uh, you know, live independent and things like that. And mm. uh, just to, uh, this is something that's very personal to me yeah. because it hasn't always been easy. I was, uh, I was born with uh, something called spina bifida, which mm-hmm. is, uh, has to do with the, uh, uh, the back. And because mm. of that, I've always used a wheelchair. Yeah. And with that, you know, growing up, I can tell you, it didn't matter. You know, my, mm. I was raised with, okay, so I use a wheelchair, big deal. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I, I did the same thing that my family, my siblings did. I would mm-hmm. get outside and I would hang out. And I would play games and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's how it went. Yeah. And my parents made sure that I could do all of these things. And I saw That's myself awesome. before I saw the disability before I saw yes. the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was the entire uh, elementary school, let's say. Hmm. And then what happened, the reason why I'm into helping people on overcoming bullying hmm. is because once I hit middle school, once I hit hmm. sixth grade. Oh, it's such a tough place. Yes. Drastically. Hmm. And what happened is, and this is brand new because I, you know, grew up without any problems. Right. And I can share my uh, actual story. And what happened was when I was in sixth grade, I was in special education and it was a smaller room. Mm. And I had one, there was one individual that mm. I say he was the main bully. Mm. And he would uh, tease me in the classroom and he would just t- uh, tease me about being in a wheelchair and things mm. like that. I say things that are definitely not appropriate these days mm. and just find ways to really uh, get under my skin. And he mm. could tell that, you know, through time, he could tell that I couldn't handle it. Right. And what happened is you have the main bully, but then the other students, probably three fourths of the, uh, hmm. students in that one class eventually started following a law. Yeah. So I have three-fourths of the uh, class teasing hmm. me and just really making me feel, you know, belittling me and right. making me feel so embarrassed. Hmm. And what would happen is uh, they would find ways to you know, I would leave the classroom and they would they would yell down the hall, you know, so that mm. everybody, so all of my peers could hear exactly what they were saying. Mm. So it was down one specific hallway and they would yell very, very disrespectful and hurtful things mm. to the point where eventually I dreaded. I actually yeah. was scared hmm. to go down that one hallway that specific time of the day. Wow. It's like, okay, how do I avoid that? Because I've got to go to class. Right. There's no possible way. So and what they did was, uh, or what I ended up doing is just finding a time that I could, where there were a lot of kids, so I could avoid them. Yeah. Didn't always work. Mm. And then what happened is uh, they would start, uh, you know, things like that would continue. 
And then they would also come up to me that like probably mm. within a foot of me and mm. just make a really evil laugh mm. right in front of me and then immediately go away. Mm. And then after that, they would, uh, they just continued doing things like that. And eventually what happened is I started showing symptoms mm. at home. Uh, yeah, and that's what mm-hmm. happened. And that's when, you know, what happened is my family started noticing that all of a sudden this uh, boy who's always hanging out and enjoying things just want to go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something not quite right. Yeah, and so what he what my parents ended up stepping in, in and asking me if the kids were being mean. Hmm. And being a, being a 12-year-old, uh, you know, I don't want to talk to mom and dad. You know, what are they going to say to me? They're gonna, right. Are they going to think that I'm not uh, able to stick up for myself? Hmm. But oh. eventually, you know, it, then I find out after letting them know, no, that wasn't the case. They actually did stick up for me. They actually hmm. did contact the uh, school mm. and things like that, and the appropriate people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so eventually think they took me out of that class so that I could avoid it. Yeah. And then, uh, so, but that was, that took care of it partially. Mm. You know, the, st- the kids still found a way to find me, it seemed like, and, you know, still yell things that were mm. very difficult down the hallway and then uh what happened it's really you know i think about it right now and it's kind of sort of funny but i remember they must the kids must have gotten in trouble Mm. uh, because one of the day one day one of the boys who got in trouble who was a bully comes up to me and he's like dave why'd you tell on us i'm just thinking you know at, at the time i think to myself you know, I was still really quiet and I'm like, I don't know. But I think to myself now as an adult and as an advocate, it's like, well, uh, why do you think? You're you right. Know, you <laughs> were pretty insulting. <laughs> mm-hmm. You really, you really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things. And, you know, it, it's really interesting because that was 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what I just gave you was pretty specific. And for, yes. For oh, you remember, remember it. Yes. For me to remember something that detailed 35 years ago is that's not, you know, it shows you how long some of these things can last. Yeah. Well, you so. brought up that word evil. And I know one yeah. of our, our viewers even said cruel. She said, I was autistic and bullied in middle school, placed in a class, behavioral problems. My classmates were cruel to me. Um, that. Unfortunately, that that is, I mean, it is good to label bullying as that. It is evil and it is cruel. And um, it's not just kids having fun. It goes beyond that. And, and like you said, it has lasting impressions. But I know your story is you've turned that lasting impression around. And I, I'd love for you just to share with us a little bit before we start getting into questions, just how your work is an extension of that compassion and passionate desire to help others who have been bullied. Uh, well, what I do right now, uh, uh, I actually use my uh, 
I use this stuff as my education, even mm. though I already have a social work degree, but I yeah. use my life experience as my education. Wow, that's good. And what I do mm-hmm. is I work in a middle school and I work with individual with uh, kids with uh, various uh, disabilities mm-hmm. who are in special education. But when I work with them, I don't work in a specific class. What they do is that the kids that I work with are put, they're in the mainstream classes. Oh, yeah. And I work mm-hmm. with them on whatever IEP goals they have. Mm-hmm. And what I'm always working with the kids on is self-confidence. Yes. Working with them on just because somebody says something, you know, mm. it doesn't mean it's true. Okay. That's you know, good. Yeah. Making sure that they can ask questions, making sure that they see themselves before they see their, you know, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. reason why they have a, an IEP. Right. And eventually what I've noticed is that, you know, maybe at the beginning of uh, middle school, the other kids can kind of see and, and I, they are being followed by me. You know, mm-hmm. so obviously they know there's something going on. Yeah. And that's how it was in sixth grade. But now they're just one of the other kids. Hmm. And that's one thing that I've noticed is that, you know, they're talking, they're hanging out, mm-hmm. they've got their group of kids, friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I try to do. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, you have a couple of resources, too, that um, that we can touch on right now. I know you'll, you'll share some more information, but you've written a book and um, you also have a blog that um, has some great information. So um, so we'll, we'll be sharing those resources at the end. Um, and again, if you have questions um, about bullying, we're, we're going to focus on this, the self-confidence kind of turning bullying around um, and and what you can do as a parent to, to help your student. Um, but, you know, I like as we're kind of diving into this topic to talk about the impact of bullying on individuals, families, and even on entire communities. And um, just so we can become aware of, of it's not just a child in a classroom. It, it's more than that, isn't it? Oh, it's definitely more than that. And when I like when I talk to people about uh, what the what you're asking, mm-hmm. uh, what I like to do is I like to break it down based on a person's age. Mm. Okay, so let's start yeah. with uh, elementary school because elementary school bullying is not going to be the same as high school. Okay, so okay. when it comes to elementary school, uh, the signs. Okay, maybe a child might be bullied on the playground or. You know, mm-hmm. even in the classroom, right. it'll be specific things like uh, maybe has to do with a disability, maybe mm-hmm. it's uh, ethnicity, maybe it's even whether or not they're a boy or a girl mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, what happens? Okay, maybe some just teasing, verbal teasing, maybe mm-hmm. some uh, physical, maybe punching or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe excluding, you know, that yes. what they'll do is they'll get away from the person and pretend, or they'll whisper, mm-hmm. just, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. egg, sometimes to egg them on. And sometimes, you know, they're just being excluded. Right. For, and it's for that specific reason. 
Hmm. So how do parents, you know, what, how do parents find out? How do parents see the signs? Hmm. And when it comes to a young age, when it comes to elementary school, it's maybe it's change in behavior at home. Hmm. It could be grades. It could be maybe, you know, if it gets to the point, maybe all of a sudden the boy or girl, the, uh, the child is coming home with uh, bruises on the arm hmm. or, you know, because they get punched on the playground or something like that. And it just doesn't stop. Uh, maybe. So they get scared to go into school. Uh, maybe they're having nightmares or mm, uh, maybe mm-hmm. even uh, wetting the bed door. Maybe they're, uh, you know, having temper tantrums a lot more than they mm, used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, just g- general things because it really hurts a person, hurts a child psychologically. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. And I want to point out, too, I mean, you're you're coming from the, the public school background and a lot of our parents are homeschoolers, but you can be in a homeschool co-op. You can go out for a field trip. Um, you can do this can happen at church. Um, there, there are there are lots of other places that you can take your kids where bullying can happen. And so I want you to think like group scenario type things where maybe you've seen some of this happen. And a lot of times in those non-classroom places, we even dismiss it more. Yeah, what we do is when we, like you said, to dismiss them, what mm. we do is we say it's boys being boys. It's girls yeah. being girls. It's kids being kids. Mm-hmm. But nobody, we, you know, we need to step in further because we don't know how the child is feeling. Right. You know, it's not just simple, you know, a one-time thing. Mm. You know, it really can help or hurt a person psycholo- or, you know, psychologically. Right. So that's how it is with uh, elementary school. Uh, when you get into middle school, that's when you start, you know, self-confidence and, you know, how you look is really important. Right. You know, well, they're, so. they're trying to create their own identity. I've, I've heard it said that, you know, it's that that age group is when they start to disconnect and have their identity with their family and they start to create their own identity. And that's where then they're most vulnerable is in that middle yeah. school age. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're, they're very vulnerable. Yes, they're trying to get their own identity. And mm-hmm. if you have, if anybody here who's listening has middle school student uh, children, you know, it's not easy. No, it's not easy it's to not. raise them. But you also have to remember it's not easy to be them. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not easy yes. to be a, you know, 14, 13, 12-year-old who's all of a sudden going through changes and, you know, attitude is changing and, you know, mm-hmm. their, their feelings. So, you know, so they, they get into... A situation like I did where, you know, right. when I was bullied, that was sixth grade, which is middle school. Mm-hmm. And so these kids are getting bullied in school. And it, it might be for the same reason. It might be because they are, you know, again, race, ethnic, you know, gender, uh, disability, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But then all of, so what do they, what do they do? Who do they talk to? Hmm. They're already mad at the people, the kids. Hmm. They be, maybe they're mad at themselves. Maybe they're mad at mom and dad because they're always mad at mom and dad. 
again, against <laughs> nature. That's true. So how do they do that? How do they overcome these things? And this is where it is extremely important for parents to be aware. This is, it's mm. so important for parents to be parents in a situation like this. Mm. Okay. So, you know, understand that. Okay. So you're noticing some changes in your child. Again, it could be things like attitude, lack of interest, lack of, uh, you know, maybe they start dropping out of sports, even things mm-hmm. they love to do or skipping. That's school. a good point, because, I mean, they're in a flux of change anyways. But it's it's those things that they really love to do that all of a sudden start dropping off. I think that is yeah. is an easy one, much easier than than many other indicators. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So then so what once they start, once the parent starts noticing this change in behavior or. Uh, just lifestyle as mm-hmm. a teenager, how do they step in? Okay. Yeah, what I want to, question. and this is so important, is let them know that you are there for them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't just let it, okay, don't just think to yourself and definitely do not tell them it's a phase or you know, oh. don't worry, it'll pass. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids are, you know, the, it'll get, it'll pass. It's not going to pass for them necessarily. It can stick. It may only last for a month, but it doesn't mean that inside it's not going to last for just a month. Again, I said this is 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. So everybody is different. So just being there for them, understand, letting them know that you're there to be not to be an ear. Mm-hmm. You need to be an ear. You need to be there to listen to them. Yeah. It yeah. might be today or it might be a year from now. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Right. They don't even know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So understanding yeah. that, you know, just to be there for them and that you're advocating for them. Yes. You know, advocate yes. for your child. Yeah. Let the teachers know. Let the staff uh, the principal know, let the superintendent know. And one thing that I always tell people is to, when they are, when they email, everything's email these days. So when you email things, it's very easy for somebody to say, oh, I didn't get that email. But mm. what you need to do is when you email somebody, if they need that email, don't just send them a new email. Forward the original email that you sent. Because mm-hmm. when you forward it, it actually shows the original email with the mm-hmm. date, the time, right. everything like that. So it proves that you started making an attempt on this specific date. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's good within a co-op situation or anything else. Um, one thing I want to point out, Dave, you were talking, you know, you're, you're pre-bullying and then when the bullying started too in your own life, it sounded like your family was pretty close-knit, that um, you had a really good relationship with your parents. And I, I really want to, to point that out because I think, you know, you having that close relationship, your parents knew you well, and you also trusted them greatly too. And we see, unfortunately, a lot of families that are not that close anymore. And it's really hard when something like this comes about to try to initiate 
that advocacy as a parent when your child doesn't trust you and you don't have that close relationship. Um, so, so in those young years, <laughs> if you're just listening and saying, I want information for later, know that establishing that relationship, you know, what Dave was talking about with his family and, and, and knowing the baseline of what your child is when they're happy and healthy and, you know, and, and pursuing life um, so that, you know, when things change. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, one thing I can say to that is if you are listening today and you're, uh, and you uh, didn't, if you didn't do, you know, have that communication as a, when they were in elementary school or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever, whenever, it doesn't mean you, it doesn't mean you can't try. Right. Now, exactly. You know, start that communication mm-hmm. as Very a middle good. schooler, mm-hmm. as a high schooler. Let yes. them know, even though things weren't as close in, in elementary school. I'm here right now when it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. is something new to you and it's new to me. Yeah. So oh, let's that's work good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You become the, the coach, the cheerleader, the, yes. the, yeah, what they need. Cause yeah. um, you can't step into that situation all the time. Um, and, but you can be their best advocate. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when, uh, uh, it's important for me to let you know when a person, you know, say you're homeschooling. Uh, okay, so they're out of the bo- out of the bullying situation. You know, continue your homeschooling now, but still continue to work with them, help them. Non, you know, just maybe getting them into activities. Maybe mm. instead of you know, if you want, maybe they want to draw a picture. Don't just give them a coloring book. Mm. Draw with them, sit with oh, them, yeah. talk with them, laugh with them, you know, mm. just talk. It, it just, it gives them just the support. It gives them a reminder right? that somebody's there for them. Hmm. Somebody's mm-hmm. there with them. Somebody's yeah. there to protect them. You know, just keeping those things in mind are, you know, it's, it's very important to think mm-hmm. for anybody especially somebody who's still growing up, still developing. Yes, yes, because they don't always know what to ask for or what they need. And sometimes those activities will bring out things that they hadn't even processed. And all of a sudden it just comes up to light and you are there. And so I love that suggestion, Dave, because, yeah, we just we don't always know and and or what to say. But those those circumstances tend to to bring about really good conversations when we just sit in them and listen and watch. So yeah, I love that. And you had asked about community. Yes. Well, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, one thing uh, when I was working uh, when I was working on my bachelor's degree, I worked a lot in uh, summer camps, mm. and I would see unfortunate. And I would work at the camps, and they'd be overnight camps for like two months. Mm. I unfortunately saw a lot of bullying. Oh, and yeah. This, yeah, it, unfortunately, and then they would tag team hmm. against a certain child for what again for whatever difference they saw. So it hmm. was really important for me to gain. Well, number one, tell the kids, you know, to stop, but then also right. to have that time where I can prove, I can talk, I can hang out with yeah. the child that's being bullied. Mm-hmm. Let's go 
let's go shoot hoops. I love uh, playing basketball. Yes. I, play, I play wheelchair basketball. So ah. let's go shoot hoops for a little while. Mm-hmm. Let's you know work on that. And next thing I know, the, the kid who keeps on being told that they can't do something is making more baskets than I am. Hmm. And next, okay, so let's, you know, that's, you know, you're definitely proving, you, you've you've proven me wrong, you've proven, let's go prove them wrong now, because hmm. you have more talent, you have, you have more things in your mind than you think. Hmm. Okay, so let's, you know, just working with them, you know, and I hardly know them, you know, I'm not their mm-hmm. parent, but I'm still working with them on getting them out of that situation of being bullied and in the meantime, working with them on self-confidence. And that's part of community. Mm-hmm. And then another part of community is uh, just, you know, people, you know, society needs to address bullying more than they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, you know, people need to have more, you know, things set in place if they see bullying. Instead of just letting it uh, pass by, you know, right. okay, that's your job. No, it's not. It's your mm-hmm. job. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's that happens. Mm-hmm. Everybody puts uh, the job of uh, stopping bullying in somebody else's hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, <laughs> if you see it, work on it. Just right. don't deal with it, but work on it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. work with, you know, the appropriate people, but you can still continue as the adults yeah continue yep. to help that child yeah exactly and and you you were focusing on self confidence you know and that a lot of times like you know you were talking about with your own personal experience that we get such a narrow vision of ourselves when all we can think about, and I, I know we talked about this before the broadcast, you replay it in your mind when, when you leave the situation too. And that becomes the lie that then you carry with you and, and getting out of that lie and seeing things like you said, you know, going out to shoot hoops, you're, you're replacing that with other things and, and the truths that that are really there and but but it can be i think we as parents sometimes can easily forget that our children can't see what they're good at because they're so focused on what they have been told they can't do or they're bad at or this is who you are and that it does it it takes a lot of people to speak against a lie to make that truth believable again and, and so I love that, that you bring that out about community. It is a lot of people, you know, mom and dad say it, I'm not as likely to believe it. You know, if my 10 peers are saying something different, um, yeah. mm-hmm. we don't logically think about that and your kids don't either, but you know, what if, you know, somebody, you know, uh, another adult that, you know, has no agenda <laughs> like you, Dave, um, you know, with all these kids that you work with, um, you're more believable because, you know, you're just saying it to say it and, and it's true and they can see that you're seeing it and calling it out um, and surrounding your kids with, with other people that can speak that truth about them is, is a great way to rebuild that self-confidence. I love it. Yeah. So, so yes, that, that community, 
the individual and the family. Um, you've kind of addressed all of that. But, you know, bullying doesn't look the same in every situation, does it? Oh, it absolutely doesn't. Every type of bullying is going to be situation by situation. Mm. You know, you might have uh, a child who's bullied in the uh, like in the bathroom, or you might have a child who's bullied uh, on going up and down the stairs in the school. Mm. You know, somewhere there where there aren't a lot of adults. Sometimes uh, where there aren't yes. a lot of people, mm. you know, witnesses. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes uh, it it'll be so different for each person. In yeah. each situation, you get that in, uh, you know, in elementary school, it might be the playground. It might be, it, even if it is on the playground, maybe it's behind the corner hmm. where teachers can't see, right? where the uh, paraeducators can't see. Hmm. You know, so, you know, so that's where the bullying can uh, take place. Other times mm-hmm. it is more in the open. Again, it's, you know, different for everybody. Right. Get into middle school. It's the same thing, uh, but, you know, and another thing that I uh, talked to you before about, mm. and this is, this makes it so difficult, is the cyberbullying. Right, and yes. And that's where it comes, you know, so, in, that's where it becomes, it can become so individualized. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, that's when they are really targeting that specific individual hmm. right then and there. And hmm. so they, they aren't just, uh, you know, teasing uh, a certain individual just like they tease everybody else. No, it's they're teasing them for that specific reason. Right. And yeah. It just happens to be using technology. Mm-hmm. Which unfortunately say, gets exposed to a lot more people. And, and yeah, so it becomes like almost a mob type of scenario with, with bullying and, and yes, that we, we've seen it destroy mental health in in so many people, kids all the way to adults. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you you hit high school and a lot of Mm. times uh, we think of uh, elementary school and middle school as being the prime times of bullying, which it might you know, some people do say that it is, but it deters uh, more students, you know, mm. something like that. And so that's, again, where you're going to get a different type, but just as severe of a bullying tech. Can you talk a little bit about that? Just because I think we, we think, well, physical bullying is, you know, but but what about those? It's the slight, you know, just mental even nuances bullying and how far that can get carried um, when it's not noticed and confronted when it's uh well when it's not noticed and confronted it just sticks in a, it sticks in the victim's mind mm. and it just it can eat them up yeah. when I say eat them up I mean mentally yeah. you know emotional hmm. and sometimes it'll become physical you know that is part right. of mental health is physical. Mm-hmm. You know, a person who has a mental health uh, issue can get sick, and that will be a sign of a mental health issue. And mm. when, it, when it goes untreated, when it goes unnoticed, for whatever mm. reason, that can be a very 
long, that can make it a long thing because mm. it's going unnoticed. The only one who notices it, eventually what the only one who notices it is the one who was bullied. The, the right. bullies may even forget about it. Mm. But mm. not the person who was bullied. Right. So getting it taken care of, having the, you know, just having uh, teachers around, having, you know, the adults be adults mm. and be there for the children, making sure that things are going, you know, the way they should. Right. You know, and you know, again, I don't like it when people say, yeah, it's part of being in school. No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it may have been going on for a long time, but that doesn't mean it's that's how it okay. should be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, signs to look for as a parent and a lot of kids will not disclose bullying. Some, some maybe will, but, um, what, what do you suggest a parent do if they suspect bullying when their child doesn't disclose that um, situation? Uh, what I would do is, uh, as the parent, I would look for signs of maybe change. You know, if there, there, if there is a change in, uh, even the slightest change in your child, you know, they, they don't... Uh, they don't know how to verb. And, and this is one thing that I always teach people is that, you know, you know a, a child may not disclose or they may not know how to disclose. Mm. What I tell them is, you know, when you think about it, they are children. Right. You know, a yes. child doesn't That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, a child's a child. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, they're still beginning life. Mm-hmm. So how do they... If they get a new situation, how do they bring it up? What do they do? How do they do it? Yeah. Things like that. So what does, so if the child refuses or doesn't know how to bring it up, the parents, what they can do is they can, uh, again, look for the signs, look for maybe a change in attitude, a change in eating habits, a change in sleeping patterns, Mm. a change Mm -hmm. in maybe lack of interest. Uh, not wanting to go to the school where, when they used, used to love it, right. uh, maybe they change their route. Maybe that mm-hmm. instead of going straight oh, to school, yes. yeah. they'd rather go an additional mile, which is hmm. really weird. You'd think. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they would actually rather go longer to get to school than straight. That's a sign that there's a reason, there's something going on between point A and point B. Right. I remember you talking when you first were talking about your story, avoidance um, and and avoiding those those scenarios. So, yeah, that's a very good point. And so just, yeah, to to watch. And, you know, it's better as a parent to be wrong (laughs) and and to have addressed it than to not. And and, you know, I'm thinking of these parents who maybe have taken their kids out of school, maybe year ago sometime this year um, and started homeschooling thinking their child had struggles at school because they had a learning difference and could it possibly be that your child was bullied I just really feel led to to say that Um, and to start a conversation with them what was the classroom like what were the other kids like Um, and I mean I'd rather be wrong than not say it yeah and this uh, that brings up a 
know, you know, from a different point of view as a, as a, as a school aide, I saw mm-hmm. what I do is, uh, you know, I'm always focused on, you know, you know, okay, not just how the students I work with are, but mm. what if I hear something else mm. that somebody, what if I notice something in the corner of my eye? I don't know if it's bullying or not, but right. that doesn't mean I can't mention it to uh, maybe security or maybe their teacher. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, well, I know you uh, know this person more than I do. Mm. But this, you know, maybe uh, this something. This is something that needs to be addressed. I can. Uh, this is what happened. I, I noticed that this person was, uh, you know, he, he was just really uh, belittled. You know, mm. just, uh, I've seen. You know this before with this person, but it seemed a little bit more. And mm. sometimes I'll even uh, I'll talk to a teacher or security, but then I'll even talk to my principal, uh, who's my boss. Mm. I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, I saw this just an FYI. I also mentioned it to the teacher because it mm-hmm. seemed a little bit unusual. It right. seemed out of sorts. So, mm-hmm. and that's uh, me just being a, a bystander. Right. Well, so. and that's a good point too. Like when our, in our homeschool co-ops, you don't want, you know, if you're thinking, I'm not exactly sure what I saw, <laughs> but I'm thinking it's wrong. Um, but to have another person be aware of it. So they're on the lookout too. So it's, it's, again, it's, it's not just you against that person, but we have multiple eyes now on, on this behavior. If it's repeated, that it may be an issue um, to, to be dealt with. So that's, that's a great idea. I hadn't ever thought yeah, of that. You can but tell. Yeah. And if you have uh if you're uh, the parent of an, uh, an elementary school kid who is possibly getting bullied on the playground, tell the teacher to tell the aide. Hmm. Have, the, have the teacher and the aide communicate with each other. Okay, tell the teacher, hey, uh, my son is being bullied on the playground. Can you have the aide just keep track? And hmm. uh, let me let you know. Make sure he's not getting bullied. If he is, can you do me a favor and uh, ask the aide? You know how how did uh, such and such? How did uh, John Doe do? Was he okay on the playground? Hmm. Did you see anything? And then uh, maybe just keep keep uh, your communication up with the teacher. Teacher, you know, teacher can keep the communication up with the aide. And vice versa, and then the teacher can also keep communication between the parent or guardian. So all of that communication. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Observation, communication. The those are those are the things that we can use as a team to um, to really help with kids and be advocates for them um, because because they're not always going to be able to tell you that what somebody said to them was something that maybe they shouldn't have said or that wasn't right because they may have been so bullied or have such low self-confidence they might believe what that person said oh yeah and, yeah. and you don't want the kid to all of a sudden have the attitude as of big deal mm. such as life right and what else is yeah. new? because mm-hmm. then it becomes uh self-esteem it really 
uh, drops the self-esteem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to pop into the question that was emailed to us. And then um, after I do that, I want to talk about long-term effects because um, I know that was something you really wanted to address and we're, we're kind of rounding out our last 20 minutes. Um, but we had a viewer send in a question and she asked, um, any advice for a family who makes a sudden jump into un- the unknown of homeschooling as a response to unresolved bullying in the school? Um, and I know Dave and I talked a little bit about this and um, I don't know if you want to share just a little bit and then I can address the homeschool part of it. Uh, what I would do is, uh, again, Make sure that you, okay, it's a different situation for the child not being homeschooled, okay? Just keep up that community. Keep on reminding them that you are there. You mm-hmm. are their parents. You care about them. You're there for, you know, to listen to them if and when they want to talk. Don't push it on them. Right. Don't push the communication on them. Just let them know that you're there. If you mm-hmm. want to talk, do you know? And if they say this, don't ignore it and do not uh, tell them it's not true. Right. Always take it seriously. Yeah, and always I, yeah. believe them. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing, really quick, is uh, you know they might be out of the out of the school, but you can still get uh, you know that you can still get the help from the school. You know, mm. itself or the school district. Right. Uh, I mean, what I would do is I would contact maybe your state superintendent to uh, find out what the uh, rules are for as far as the district still providing counseling or help. Mm. Yeah. Well, and it's a good issue for the school to know about and that maybe that you chose to homeschool because the situation was unresolved. Um, and I, I just want to encourage you, the majority of our parents are not ones that chose homeschool as an option. It was kind of chosen for us. Um, I know that's my story as well. I was sharing that with Dave. And so jumping into it with so many unknowns is is more probably more typical than you think. Um, but the unresolved bullying, like Dave was talking about, needs to continually be resolved. It's not something that's just because the situation has gone away, it's gone away. There is, there's a lot more that that child has to deal with. Their self-confidence has been blown and it is trauma. And I want to encourage you next week, my guest is going to, we're going to be talking about helping kids heal from trauma. And so that again is going to be, um, be another way that we're going to address that. And, and so kind of piggybacking on that, Dave, um, I know you work a lot with adults, um, young adults and independent living skills. And you said that there is a lot of connect between independent living skill issues and bullying and low self-confidence. Can you explain that to us a little bit? Yeah. When, uh, when a person is uh, bullied through childhood, through their life, they, they don't, you know, they're always being told, no, they can't do anything. And mm. eventually it's like they own, it's almost like they become their own bully. That yeah. They're, all, oh, you know, they're wow. being told that they can't yeah. do something and therefore mm-hmm. they're starting to believe it. Yeah. They're starting to believe, mm. no, I can't, I can't live out on my own. Mm. I can't make decisions. I can't do finances. I can't do wow. all of these things. So mm. it just, uh, 
when I, what I do is I teach mm -hmm. adult independent living classes and I have to, I, one of the things that I have to do when I'm teaching these classes, I have to help them break down that barrier mm. of low self-confidence, which that oftentimes right. was because of bullying. Hmm. No, it and it, it's a barrier, but it can be fixed. It can be. It might take a while. It's not hopeless. It's nef, ne, nothing is ever hopeless. Yeah. But it's very important. It might take time. Mm -hmm. Little steps at a time. As adults, little right. steps at a time. Hmm. So that's great advice. Yes, and keep revisiting that and and encouraging. I think it's that same advice we were talking about earlier. It's you know building up that self-awareness and and just the value, the value of of our kids that they they seem to lose in this process that they are they're important, that they're an individual and because of their differences, that's what makes them amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you have written a book that is very much um, online with that. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. Okay. Well, the, the two books that I wrote, um, it's, uh, well, the main, the first book is A Super Cyclist Saves the Day. And mm. the main character has, he's always used a wheelchair. And as a child, he, he's a boy, just like everybody else. He he wants to be a police officer, just like his friends, mm. but he's told that, no, he can't. And mm. he's laughed at because he uses a wheelchair. But he tells himself, he doesn't believe that. He tells himself, I don't care what they say. I'm going to do it. Uh, so through yeah. hard work and dedication, he goes above and beyond being a, uh, being a police officer and becomes a superhero. <laughs> something called a hand cycle, which is a real device. It's mm -hmm. a, like a bicycle. It's a trike. A tri it's three wheels and it's powerful. Okay. That's what I would use as a, a mm. hand cycle. Huh. He invents a special one that has mm. special powers and has different things. And he, 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 does, he wasn't born with any special powers, but through hard work and dedication gains the skills mm. to become a superhero who protects the city, hmm. who protects people. And that's the same thing with uh, the second book, which is Super Cyclist Battles, Stinkball Man. Just a little bit uh, more humor. Uh -huh. the same idea <laughs> of overcoming obstacles in life. And mm. one thing that I'm always teaching people is just because somebody says you can't do something doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, and that you need to follow your dreams. Hmm. I, I mean, that's a, that's a quote that I'm always not only teaching but thinking because oh, you know even though point. I mm -hmm. work with the people on self confidence, I need to boost my own self confidence. I think we all do. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, we're bombarded with things that can cut us down so fast. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, uh, I have a blog. I write. Uh, Articles. It's uh, shareindependentliving.blogspot.com. Mm -hmm. And the articles are about various independent living things. And mm -hmm. they're independent living things that I've actually either witnessed or actually gone through myself. Mm -hmm. so it's anything from uh, employment to uh, may maybe some budgeting. Uh, I have oh, things great. about. Uh, 
just uh, accessing resources, mm. learning how and when to access resources. Mm. Uh, you know, make a, uh, one thing that I like to tell people is having a, uh, a list of, you know, general resources. You know, oh, how do you, yes. How mm-hmm. do you know who to contact and when? Yeah. You know, so just, so these are all very basic and a wide range of uh, articles that have to do with a person's independence starting yes. at a young age. Mm, yes, I think we've addressed that in a blog a long time ago on our website was, you know, we start you start teaching independent living skills when you start teaching your child, like yeah. how to eat and how to tie their shoe. And, you know, yeah. it just doesn't stop. It just gets more complicated as you're yeah. moving towards transition independent living skills versus yeah. just taking care of themselves in, in your home environment. And so it's a never ending process as a parent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when, when we're in school, when a child's in school, what are they, what's the first thing they learn? It's not how to add two plus two. It's uh, the communication. Mm. It's to follow directions. Okay. Uh, as soon as you walk in day one of kindergarten, okay, hang up your coat. That's communication. Whether mm. you do mm-hmm. it, don't do it run out the door, but you know, that's different types of communication. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we've addressed that. We were talking about communication skills last week and oh. <laughs> helping kids with that. So, um, so yes. And, and communication, you can't teach anything if you can't communicate. Um, that That's not just in the classroom, but that's in your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so work on that skill first, because if you're talking in your kid's Eyes are glassed over. Nothing's going in. (laughs) So, yes, that's a very good point, Dave. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an an incredible conversation. Definitely addressed some things that um, that we haven't done this show before. And um, and I, I think just things that we don't talk about enough that in a society that is filled with bullying and and. We, like you said, we, we do dismiss it a lot and we, um, we don't take it as seriously as we should. And, um, and that, that does affect the self-confidence, not only of our child, but of our, our community in general and our society. And, and we want to have self-confident kids because we want them to go out and do great things, but they have to be confident to do that. (laughs) And I'm glad that you have turned this into just um, a mission and a, a basically a ministry, Dave, and helping the kids that um, you are in the middle of and, and the situations and people whose lives you can speak truth into every day. So um, thank you for letting us be part of that. And I appreciate you you coming on our show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. And I want to thank our guests. They've um, been quiet. Um, I know we've just had one YouTube viewer comment a couple times. and um, But we love you and uh, we love that you keep coming back. Um, always something new. Um, do know, like I said earlier, if there's something on the schedule and you're like, Oh, I can't make it live. I have a question for, um, email it to our office at office at spedhomeschool.com. We'd love to do that. And, and then make sure, like I said, I, I, referenced a couple of our blogs here. You know, we have the number one special needs homeschooling blog. If you go to spedhomeschool.com and get homeschool help, you'll find the blogs there. You'll find lists of curriculum providers, therapists, consultants that, you know, you're, maybe you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to plan next year. This is um, the 
you know, maybe it's you're going to dive into your first year of homeschooling. Well, we have consultants who are willing to come alongside you and help you to to do that. Um, they don't work for me. Um, they are just ones that we have vetted and and we highly approve. And um, so they're listed on our website. So you can kind of find somebody that has perfect fit. Um, Dave, there is one more question for you. Um, Mandy who's watching on Facebook wants to know the exact names of your books. And I know I shared the website they can find them on super cyclist dot com but what are the exact names of your two books again the book the first book is super cyclist saves the day okay super cyclist saves the day uh-huh yeah. and the second one is super cyclist battles stink ball man okay awesome well that's great yeah and can they find them on amazon too yeah, or they're, yeah, they're yeah. on amazon if you the probably the easiest way i mean it's on my blog and it's on my uh if you go onto the website then uh, it, it'll give you a direct link to the, to the books. But if not, then you can just go to Amazon, type in, uh, say, Super Cyclist Saves the Day, and maybe... And they'll probably I both come up anyways. And yeah, Dave Carl. Yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. Well, Mandy said thank you. So, so awesome. Great. Yes, and um, that's why we love our our guests because they've got they've got resources for you as well as we do um so that they can help in specific areas and we kind of just broadly hit the whole (laughs) the whole gamut um and so um that's that's really cool and so i'm trying to think what else i need to share oh do you need a family vacation and not sure you can have respite and fun and it may be just too much work well i want to invite you to come to minnesota um, we at Sped Homeschool are having our very first family retreat, and it's going to be August 22nd through the 26th in southern Minnesota. And we will be at the Ironwoods um, Christian Ranch. They'll be horseback riding. And guess what? If your child's on a wheelchair, we can still get them on a horse. Um, they have a lift. They'll put them on there. Um, we're going to have shooting sports. There's like a giant water slide that goes down this hill. I love doing crazy things, but this might scare me. Um, <laughs> but we're just going to have fun for a week. Steve Demi from Matthew C. is going to be our pastor retreat, retreat pastor. We've got just so much fun in store for you for a whole week. We have um, just parent night where you can let the kids go with their helpers and you can go out by yourself. We're going to have a chuck wagon dinner. It's just going to be a blast. If you want to find out more about that, you can visit our website at bedhomeschool.com and click on get homeschool help. And at the very top, it'll talk about our family retreat that's coming up in August. We have room for 13 more families. And so we would love for your family to be one of them. You can apply. You don't have to pay right away. Um, and if you have waivers that could be used towards that, you can apply that. You can do fundraising. We will make sure that um, you get to camp and can spend some time with your family. And we would love to have you. So, um And then next week, like I talked about with um, Dave, we're just going to continue kind of this conversation about how to help kids that um, have been through trauma. And so Candace Duggar will be joining us and she has her own story, very similar to the question that um, one of our viewers sent to us ahead of time, is that um, her kids were being bullied and she pulled them out of school to homeschool them and just the healing 
from the trauma is what we're going to talk about next week. So, so this will be a continuation of this, the same topic and kind of diving into that, that healing process a little bit more. So, um, so thanks all for joining us. Thanks again, Dave. I appreciate your time and your willingness to share your story. It was powerful and you're making a huge difference. So, so thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you all. And we will see you right here next same time, same place. And um, so have a great week and God bless. Bye, everybody. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.